Welcome to the Tash Show Podcast. Here's July Talk with Picturing Love on FM 96. Did you know this is an interesting fact? Um, that song was almost called Picturing Birds. Really? Yeah. Uh, the drummer in the band, Danny Miles, he fought hard to to title that song Picturing Birds, but the rest of the band vetoed it. Huh. He just loves taking pictures of birds. Maybe if he would have went Picturing Doves. They would have been more Picturing doves. <laughs> Picturing doves. Danny Miles, drummer for July Talk, joins us here on the Taz Show. How you doing, man? Doing great. Uh, have you ever taken pictures of doves? I have. You have? Where did you find yeah. the doves? They're, they're everywhere. Are they really? There's, yeah, there's lots of doves. And the funny thing, my, uh, my girlfriend's parents had some doves nesting at their house recently and they have like three baby, like they do like three different sets of babies or whatever a summer. Sorry. I should know the terms better. Yeah. Well, that's, it's funny because <laughs> yeah. you think you only see doves at, uh, you know, a, ma- a magic show or something like that. You never right, or at a in wedding, the wild. Right? Yeah. yeah. But in Southwestern Ontario, there's doves flying around. Well, they're like the brown doves. They're mm. not the white. Mm. Dirty doves. Yeah. Dirty yeah. doves. <laughs> Dirty doves. Dirty doves. But I do, I do like picturing doves. <laughs> when, you, when you are not uh, drumming uh, for July yeah. Talk, you're taking pictures of birds. We've talked about this on the show before. I just, love, I just love the contrast between your rock and roll life and your peaceful walking through the woods with your camera taking pictures of birds' life. Yeah. It, it uh, Does it strike a lot of people as funny? Do a lot of people think you're joking when you tell them that that's your hobby? Yeah, for sure. And it's definitely gotten a lot of ten- uh, attention. I feel like because of that contrast, a lot of people are very interested in the bird photography. And I actually think in some ways I'm like better known for the photography at this point, at least just like me, myself, and how like interviews or anything like that. I do a lot for the bird photography. Do and, uh, do the other people in the bird photography, do they take you seriously? Like, do other bird watchers take you seriously? Or are they like, oh, it's just that rock and roll drummer trying to trying to hone in on art. Why doesn't he stick to drumming? Like when this a famous actor joins a rock band. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think at first, before people saw my work, there was a little bit of that. But now, like, 100% accepted. It feels like, like I do a lot of work with uh, ornithologists. I've gone out and done the Christmas bird count, which was actually um, very intense. I was asked by some very pro birder ornithologist people to come out, and we went out for like eight, nine hours in yeah. minus thirty weather, and literally counted every bird you see. And it's like the census of birds. So huh. I've done that. I worked with WWF. How many birds did you count? Uh, are we talking yeah, hundreds? Yeah, like you literally count every this, for every this, uh, was, you see, every gull you see. It's just I how do you know thousands. this is not the same bird circling back? <laughs> That's the thing is like this is the first time I've done it, and it could be you stick to one area, so it's like all over the place. There's groups like we were a team of three, 
and then there's teams of three and four. Maybe this is over North America and Europe and stuff like that. I don't knock it till you try a thing, but that sounds like the most boring way to spend a day. (laughs) It was to tell you the truth, it was too intense for me (laughs) at this point. (laughs) Well, people, if they want to check out your work, you've got something cool going on in Bayfield on Sunday. You're going to have some of your bird photography displayed at the Turner Gallery, right? Yeah. So, yeah, September 2nd, they're already up at the Turner Gallery, so you can go and, and check them out. They've been up for a few days now. I will actually be there from noon to four. Oh, cool. Just, like, hanging out, talking to people. Talking about the to prints. birds. You can buy the prints. If the ones on the wall sell, happen to sell, then I'm going to be there with an order for, for them. And oh, you cool. can order any of them if you want. And I have a website. What, uh, what's w- the website? Drummers who love birds. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's a bird uh, print going for? What's a Danny Miles original going for these days? Uh, I saw between fifty and seventy-five. That so seems they're not, reasonable. They're not crazy. Yeah. yeah. I think I need I mean, to get some for my place, dude. They're they yeah. pretty cool. Like, I'm looking at, at the poster for the event, and what is that? Like a hawk or an eagle that you took a it's picture of? It's a red-tailed of? hawk. That thing, it's uh, how close are you to these birds, or you just have one of those huge lenses? I uh, I have a big lens, but it's like a one fifty to six hundred millimeter like zoom lens. Um, so I'm, but I do get pretty close, and I've had some really interesting experiences, like with red-tailed hawks, stuff like that. If you're too close, they may, it's like they might just like come down with their talons and attack hmm. you, but. How, uh, I how try to not. I try to not make. bother birds. It's like a, it's a. It's not even an unspoken rule, but you really you can't. If you love birds and you do this, you got to respect them. I think you need so. to have a falcon on your shoulder while you drum during July Talk concerts. Yeah. That would be oh. amazing. It would be amazing. And you I train actually, you train it to like spread its wings at like the climax yeah. of the song. I'm in. I'm totally in. <laughs> and I'm such. The funniest part is I went to a falconry. Um, in last summer where you like literally I was flying birds and hawks off my wrist and I was so fascinated by it. And I actually called a falconer. You have to be sponsored to be able to even like own a bird and they do like a whole course with you and like all this stuff and you have to actually own a bird, but I live in Toronto, so there's no way I'm owning a hawk. Or right. Something. Maybe a pigeon. Maybe yeah, Mike Tyson yeah. <laughs> used to have like pigeon cages on the roof of his apartment in in yeah. New York City, right? Yeah, yeah. sounds a bit dirty, but yeah, I mean, that... I do. I look across the way to the other building across the street, and there's probably like fifty pigeons sitting right there. So <laughs> the uh, the irony would be Danny gets his falcon, and then it like rips his forearms apart, and he can never drum again. <laughs> yeah, that's true. What <laughs> <It> might happen? <laughs> uh, you want to say hi to your grandma? I know she's listening right now. Hi, Grandma. Hi, family. <laughs> Miss you. I'll see you this weekend. That's what else is great about this event. I get to see my family. So yeah, Awesome. Excited. Well, Danny and Miles, yeah. uh, we're, we're so happy to have you as a proud ambassador for the city of London, drumming, traveling the world with July Talk, and making a name for yourself in the bird community with your photography. Again, Bayfield, the Turner Gallery. If you want to meet Danny, he's going to be there with uh, all his bird photography from noon till 4 this Sunday. Danny Miles, we'll have you on again. Thanks. Awesome. Thank you. I also want to say this event's put on by Highway Robbery Delhi. So if you're in Bayfield, go check that place out. (laughs) 
<laughs> Sounds amazing. Awesome. Do you have a bird right. seed sponsor as well? Not yet, but I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> See you, Danny. See you guys. Devin, you just came across a very interesting scientific discovery. Yeah, so scientists have discovered two genes they say are responsible for nightmares and dreams, which both occur during deep sleep, also known as rapid eye movement. And basically, they have discovered uh, them they, uh, that removing the genes cause mice to live as normal. Uh, past research has suggested that REM is crucial for survival, but this is suggesting you can remove these genes, sleep peacefully at night, and live a normal life. But you don't mm. dream. You won't have any more dreams, but you will be very well rested. You'll have great sleep. You just sleep through the night. Am I the only one who likes nightmares? I love like I, I always constantly it. have nightmares where I'm being chased by like a giant monster, even in my 30s. But like I wake up exhilarated. I wonder what that means, Jim. Who is your giant monster? What does your giant monster represent? I don't know. Is it approval from your father? <laughs> Daddy, <laughs> are you Daddy wasn't from there. Your father's approval. <sighs> I don't know what it means. I do, I do enjoy a nightmare. When I, I like that moment when you wake up and you realize, because I have some real vivid ones. Yeah. Like you, you totally screw your life up or, you know, you get yourself into a terrible predicament and you're like, oh my God. And then you realize that moment where you're like, oh, hold on a second. Yeah. This is just a dream. All I've, right, I've, I've had dreams this. where I've knocked people up. Where I've murdered people, not in the same dream, but like those ones where I'm like, my life's it's over. I've, yeah. I've just blown it, and then I wake up. I'm like, I still remember. So I had all. a dream that, and I hope it was a dream. It was so real. I hope it didn't actually happen when I was younger. It's like me and a bunch of my buddies. We accidentally killed somebody, and I think we put them in the Sifton bog. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. But then it was. Then we. The dream was like us going on with our lives, and we like the guilt and like the suspicion, and like we all had this terrible secret, and it was just like too much to handle. And then when I woke up, I was. It was like the most relieved I've ever been. I was like, oh, thank God, that was just a dream. We didn't really put someone in the in the Sifton bog. But if I did murder somebody, <laughs> not a bad place. <laughs> I never remember my dreams. I just, uh, I, I can never, like, I used to have, when I was a kid, I remember some of the nightmares I would have, but they would just be ones where, you know, you'd have those, like, spinning wheels that you could almost get, uh, like when your MacBook's not working? Like hip, hypnotized, and if you look at it, you, it just, like, spins and spins mm-hmm. and spins. I don't know, that kind of a thing where I just feel like I'm falling down. In, like a vertigo sort of deal. Yeah. And that's the kind of you'd thing that would. have falling dreams. I would have falling dreams, but, like, into the little hole and just going down this little pit. Huh? <laughs> what was that TV show? I haven't, show I haven't where, had like, that. The dog like and the kid would go years. down the like they'd travel through time and space, and they'd be like they'd fall through that spiral thing, and E equals MC squared would go flying <laughs> by. And uh, yeah, what was that guy? Was, I know uh, the show you're talking. And about. And the kid would be like, "Oh, here we go." And he's like, "Well, Mr. Peabody, <laughs> Mr. Peabody, yeah, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Peabody." <laughs> but, okay, so people are nightmares are that bad that they would like to have them switched off. I I feel like you wouldn't want to. Start removing genes from your... Yeah, I wouldn't want to go first. Yeah. In messing with that sort of thing. But I guess, I guess for example, if somebody had PTSD mm-hmm. and they woke up, had terrible night terrors, they aren't able to sleep because of uh, some other condition, 
they may want to consider something like this. Someone who's gone through something traumatic, you know, would be, I think, an ideal candidate to maybe consider this. But there are people, and there's the belief, too, that dreams help people cope with things and relive something that happened during the day. Maybe not, you know, something super traumatic, but just something that happened during your work day. You're annoyed by it. You just, in your mind, as you're sleeping, you work it out. It. Yeah. There's also a bit of a question about how much your dreams are tied to your emotions. So if you remove these two genes, what does that do to your emotions when you're awake? Wow, so that's why Dev is so cold-hearted, because he doesn't dream. (laughs) (laughs) Makes sense. (laughs) This is great. This would be great science fiction, man. This is like a great premise for a movie. I I love theories of dreams, like, because... What, what if it's another dimension? That's that's one of the theories, that you're living out your life in an alternate dimension. And what if this is the dream? Haven't you seen Inception? This could be the dream, yeah. guys. Yeah. Spin the top, Taz. Spin the top. <laughs> you're falling, Devin Peacock. <laughs> Hi, FM 96. Who's this? Jeff. Jeff, would you get rid of your dreams if you knew you're going to have an amazing sleep every night? Heck no. Sometimes that's the most uh, exciting thing in my life is some of my dreams. Yeah, you're like, I'm never going on vacation for the next six months, but I did go to Italy last night. (laughs) Or or I made out with that cute blonde. See, I'm not going to get that in real life, so yeah, I'll keep my dreams. The Taz Show Podcast. Just got this text message, Jim. Brace yourself. Says, good morning, Taz and Jim. My name is Ryan Livingston. I was wondering if you could send a kudos to my wife, Melissa. Yeah, we can. (laughs) You want to give her a kudos? Here you go. Kudos! That's for Ryan's wife, Melissa. She's incredibly hardworking, a loving parent who has been by my side through thick and thin over the last 20 years. It's our 15th wedding anniversary today, and I would love it. If you could share with the FM 96 listeners how much she is appreciated and loved. Thanks, Ryan. Way to make us all look bad, Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) That's very nice. Yeah, yeah. It'd be funny, though, if that was the only thing he got her for the 15th anniversary was a shout-out on FM96. (laughs) Babe, did you hear your shout-out? All right, good night. And could you please send me an MP3? (laughs) Because this is it. She's not getting any jewelry. Oh, Ryan's texting us. He says, thanks, boys. Hey, text us, Ryan, right now. Tell us, are you getting her something else? What are you doing for the anniversary besides this? Hopefully something. What is there? Is there like a rule of thumb, Taz? Because there's like 5, 10, 15 are all the special anniversaries, right? Do you, yeah. have, to, do you have to like do something special? Like one is every anniversary has a different material, right? Yeah. It's like first year is is wood <laughs> <laughs> or fifth and moves into like the precious metals. As tungsten. You, you're married longer. <laughs> Seriously, one of them is wood. I thought like I petrified may- wood or something or what, what maybe is- that's the wedding night. <laughs> <laughs> Supposed to give her wood. <laughs> okay, Ryan says they're having dinner with the family, and then the two of them are going bar hopping this weekend. So Aww. date night. That's fun, though. I love going out, just not really making plans and having a little adventure with the yeah, wife. Yeah, one o'clock, get some street meat and get in a cab. And this is a good present. We were, we were kidding. Having your name and, and those nice words read on the radio so all of Melissa's friends and coworkers can hear them. 
Yeah, if you think sending flowers to the office makes the ladies jealous. Yeah, that is that is the best gift. You make everyone else jealous, your wife will love it. <laughs> For example, it, guys like this, like it does make me mad when guys do super romantic things and then my wife kind of looks at me like, why don't you do that? We were in Glencoe, Ontario earlier this week. Small town. And... Uh, we were standing in front of uh, the variety store having an ice cream, me, my wife, and my son. And this guy pulled up in a truck. His wife uh, or girlfriend got out of the truck, looked like she had just finished a soccer game. They go into the variety store. They come out of the variety store. She, uh, wife's got a, a Gatorade or a water or something. The, the boyfriend or husband comes over to her side of the pickup truck, opens the door for her, Let's her get in and then closes the door. And my wife just looks at me like, hmm, chivalry's not dead in Glencoe, Ontario. (laughs) (laughs) Easy. It's a a tall, jacked up truck. She needs a hand. Now, thanks to that guy in Glencoe, I've got to start opening the door for my (laughs) wife every time she gets in the car. And our anniversary, heaven forbid I forget to read some nice words about how much I love her and how hard she works. Thanks a lot, Ryan. Now that Ryan did this for Melissa, happy anniversary, you two. Hockey is not that far off. We have the London Knights uh, back in action with some uh, exhibition hockey this week here in town. You've got um, the NHL getting ready to go with their preseason. And this has been a big question. For months now, Luke in Ontario won Craft Hockeyville, so they get that preseason game between the Sens and the Leafs mm-hmm. in Luke and played at the arena. So cool for that town. Huge. Everyone's been wondering, how do I get tickets? Well, this week, a video was published on Facebook by the mayor of Luke in Bidolf. Bidolf? Yeah, yeah. Is that the township? Luke in Bidolf? I, I'm assuming so. You're Mr. Rural Report, Jim. You don't know? I know, but it's rarely called... It's like usually only called that in like news stories, Luke and Bidolf. I don't know what that means. This will be the, the test as to whether or not you deserve tickets. If you don't know what Luke and Bidolf is, you're not allowed to go to the game. Uh-oh. I think I, <laughs> I, think I Luke and Bidolf more than I can chew with this question. So the mayor of Luke and Kathy Berghart-Jessen posted some details on the uh, the Facebook group, and here they are. Well, hello, Luke and Craft Hockeyville fans. I'm here today with the announcement that you have been anxiously and patiently waiting for. I'm here to announce how the tickets are going to be distributed for the Battle of Ontario Leafs versus Senators in Lucan on September 18th. Exciting stuff! (laughs) So of the tickets that uh, we have been allotted from our Kraft Hockeyville partners, 50% will be uh, distributed through our minor hockey system, the skating club, and our Junior C Hockey Club. Okay, seems fair. The remaining 50% will be distributed through a lottery. And of those tickets available in the lottery, 80% will remain with Luke and Badolf residents. The other 20% will be made available to non-residents and to those that supported us in our uh, Lucan Craft Hockeyville journey. So if you don't live in Lucan, 20% of the tickets are going to be given to people outside of the area. 
but only if you helped and supported. We shared a couple of links on our Facebook page, Taz. I think we got in. That's true. We also have my brother Todd, who's in the uh, Lucan. Uh, I believe it's the Lions Club. He's a member of, or the Four H's, or something. That's one of those. One of those small town clubs, right? (laughs) He's got he's got three sons, though. So if he gets tickets, I have a feeling that we're pretty far down on the list for for guests. I like that though. It's great that like Lucan earned it. The Lucan people deserve it. And you know, like the last thing you want is people getting a hold of these tickets and then trying to sell them. Yeah, the ticket bots. To make money for themselves. So it's cool that they're giving it uh, to people in the minor hockey system there and in the skating club. But if you want to register, if you're a Lucan resident or you want to take a chance to register for the rest of the tickets, enter the lottery September 5th, 7th, or 8th. 5th, 7th, or 8th. You have to go out to Lucan to the Community Memorial Center and register for the lottery. You have to do it in person, which, Mm. again, I like because you prevent anonymous people online from getting these tickets to try and sell them. And then the uh, draw is going to be held on September 10th, and they'll determine who's going to see the Toronto Maple Leafs and Ottawa Senators in Lucan, Ontario. Lucan Bidolf, Ontario. (laughs) Thank you. Hey, I just want to sincerely thank you for listening to the Taz Show podcast. If you want more, subscribe. You can find us on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and wherever you get your podcasts. All the podcast places.